Alright, welcome to the first episode of Untitled, where we take ideas, conventions, and genres of filmmaking and discuss how to do it better. Arguably the most polarizing genre today, possibly rivaled only by the horror and sci-fi genre, the comic book movie, specifically the superhero movie, with every keyboard jockey and YouTube hater telling Hollywood how to do it better. I want to see what it takes to tell a superhero story. So with with me here today, I have... Daniel Newkirk. Mike Stanbridge. Andrew Recker. Tyler Tipton. Okay. So before we get into it, clear. I want to point out all Marvel... All the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, the 16 flicks, Iron Man through Homecoming, has made $12,408,000,000, with the DC Extended Universe, Man of Steel through Wonder Woman, has made $1.5 billion, which is approximately $13,908,000,000, which is enough to purchase the Lakers, Cubs, and Maple Leafs four and a half times over. So clearly Hollywood knows what they're doing, and the bitching doesn't matter. Okay, so first question is, do, do we like comic book movies, and has fatigue set in? Uh, it, in my opinion, I think it really it really depends on what you have as a comic book movie. Uh, if we're just talking Marvel and DC, we've gotten a hell of a lot of Marvel movies, and we've only gotten a few good DC movies. Um, but there are a ton of other fantastic DC movie, or, uh, comic book movies out there. Uh, Valerian's a fantastic example. Um, Valerian actually the comic book for Valerian set the stage for Star Wars Um, without the Valerian comic book Star Wars never gets made and you can see that in some of the parallels between the comics and the movies Um, so I feel like for me as long as Marvel keeps mixing things up as they are doing um, I'm tired of the origin story I'm tired of seeing Uncle Ben die. I am tired of seeing Clark Kent land. Man, okay, don't skip that. That's one of my questions. I'll go to that. <laughs> okay, don't go to that question. Uh, my bad. Jump in the gun. No, no. So, <laughs> you didn't read the script before we yeah. started. <laughs> There's a script? <laughs> okay. So you like him. I, I'm, I'm down. I, I, I've only met you last night, but you seem to like him. <laughs> I, I like him so far. I think there I think there are mistakes that they're, they're starting to make with a lot of them. I mean, you know, for instance, with um, uh, Civil War, I don't think that Tony Stark needed a backstory for what he. Tony Stark is is an ass. He's he's he's, a, he's, a, he's an arrogant ass. He's a rich he's a, he's a rich kid that that wants his way, and um, I, I don't think that we needed the backstory to feel sympathy for Robert Downey Jr. because his agent wanted him, in, you know, to, to so so the mistakes are starting to be made. They're starting to go off comic uh, and and put things in to feed the um, images of the stars themselves, like with, it, and like with that movie. Other than that, you know, I mean, not, nothing against Civil War. It's a great movie, but, but I don't think that needed to be in there. I mean, so, so do you think if, like, because Iron Man appears to be in all Marvel flicks, does yes. he have to be, or is he, is he in there because of the character, or is he in there because Robert Downey He's Danny in there because Jr. Robert Downey Jr.'s agent is really brilliant, right, and, right. Uh, <laughs> and as, long as, as long as they want to keep having Iron Man in movies as played by Robert Downey Jr., um, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the details of his contract, but he gets five percent of the gross right. uh, every time he appears as Iron Man. So they, they 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 put him into everything to continue to keep him. So if you want Iron Man for Infinity War, Iron Man shows up at Homecoming and gets a big paycheck. Right. Right. So as much as you know, we I, we love Robert Downey Jr. and all that he did for the rest of the cast, making sure they got a big payday too. He's making tons of money. <laughs> so so you don't think we're ever going to see uh, what what's the lady Iron Man right now? Ironheart. That, that, so, so Robert Downey Jr. is going to do this until well, literally that's, they, we're never going to see the lady. No, there. no, he'll 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 retire soon. But we, when 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 Robert Downey Jr. retires, he'll he'll have 
it written in that he gets a producer credit every. You know, I mean, he'll 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 own a chunk of Marvel is when Iron when it's all is said and done. Ironheart, I don't think is too far away considering the trend right now. Unless unless there's major civil war in America, then we're going to see um, a lot of the trends in the comics coming to the screen with uh, women taking traditionally male roles. So. Well, I would agree with that. I think um, the, the Captain Marvel movie, them going straight to Carol Danvers for that upcoming movie is a fantastic example Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. She was brilliant in the 70s, too, and if they I, do it right, it's going to be perfect. I agree. Yeah. Um, the one thing I disagree with what you said was that they're only now starting to branch off comic. Um, well, Because yeah. they, they established the MCU with, hey, this is our universe now. We aren't going to respect right. the comics at all. Um, and I, I say respect. Um, they're not going to start reproducing the comic books. They're respecting them enough. Um, but, I mean, we saw that with Ironmonger. Um, Whiplash was actually the combination of two different sure. comic book characters in Iron Man 2. And that was kind so, of a huge fail, well, I, I mean, the Whiplash character, right? And I, I, I mean drastically off, though. I mean, there's, there's stuff that has to be done if you're going to make a movie. But I don't yeah. think that... I don't right. think that you know, I think the one of the the major points when the, when the Civil War comics came out for me was that it was. I mean, Iron Man was wrong. Everybody knew Iron Man was wrong, and it was purely because you know Tony's a cock. You know, and and that I mean, it was it was feeding his ego to keep that whole thing going to the bitter end until it you know it it eventually ballooned up in his face with Norman Osborn. Uh, that's interesting because I'm actually very pro Reg from reading the comics. <laughs> um, I, I disagreed with some of the the extent that they went in the comic mm-hmm. books, but overall, I very much sided with Tony over really? Cap in the comics. Oh, well, <laughs> um, and that's probably the best thing about that that particular book and the movie is that it gets us talking. Um, no, no two people can go into that movie and have an opinion and be wrong about it. Right. Um, you know, whether you sided with Tony or you sided with Cap in the comics or the movies, you had a legitimate argument. Sure. And that's, well, that even when the comics came out, I mean, that, that was, yeah. that, everybody took a side at, at, at Comic-Con and everything was great. I mean, everybody took a side, but every, and every, we just argued endlessly about it, but. Absolutely. But, yeah, nobody, nobody was really wrong, but, yeah. but I, I think, like, but the current trend in the movies, though, they're, they're going way, way off script, is what I'm saying. When, when the MCU started, they were, they were basing it on the Ultimates, not the, you know, the original series, too. I mean, and so it's going to be different, but there are certain things that have to happen in the Marvel Universe, I mean, in my opinion, you know. That's true. I mean, there was a lot of Ultimate influences. If you start yeah. reading the Ultimate books, start watching the movies, um, you'll see a lot of similarities, with the exception of Thor. Right. Um, uh, my one thing is she, was... Is he still a lady? Is he still currently a lady? Um, the, the, the person who is Thor is a woman, yes. It's Natalie Portman's character. His, uh, Jane Foster, yes. She had cancer. Uh, spoiler alert. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Foster, and she's currently still... In the comics, Because Thor, yes. the Thor is currently unworthy Thor <coughs> right. in the comics. And yeah, are they doing that with... Because in uh, Thor Ragnarok, Hela grabs the hammer and blows up Mornir. What, yeah. Mjolnir. Well, thank you. Uh, so is that what they're going? Is that what you think they're going for? The unworthy Thor? I, I think uh, Ragnarok with the, with, the, with the fancy haircut and everything. I, I think all bets are off for Ragnarok. I you know I, yeah. I, I don't think that's going to be. I, I mean when, when we're talking off script. I mean I think I like what they're doing with Thor. You know, but I think it's I don't think it's going to bear a lot of resemblance to anything that happened in the comics. We have no idea how the Hulk is going to get to to Asgard. I mean, and, or to well, and, and, and the uh, space the gamester is on Asgard, or is it is that another planet? We don't even know yet from the trailers. Ex- exactly. You know? I mean, they're already combining so 
many storylines. Yeah. I feel like we aren't going to see um, Jane Foster's authority anytime soon. If, if, if no, they yeah, after yeah. Unless they recast her because, because I mean, she they, said they, she's done. Right? They've done. They've taken an intense leap to put to just having the Hulk in there because that's a whole storyline in and of itself. How he gets there, right. you know. I mean, so they've. <laughs> I mean, in the in the you know, in the original comics, uh, the whole takes his revenge on the Avengers and, and comes back to Earth for shooting him into space. So we're you know this is going to be a much well, tamer version. Well, that's the World War Hulk storyline, right? Uh, I think they're more pulling Planet Hulk, right? But, but, that, but that's what leads up to, to World War Hulk, right? Though. That leads into World War. So, yeah. But you know, Planet Hulk happened because you know once again Tony Stark, Eric Cock decides to, <laughs> to convince his buddies to, to to go along with him and shoot the Hulk into space. So. Okay, all right. Hang on. <laughs> so, so, I know you like you. I'm going to talk for you because you hate them all except for Doctor Strange. That's Andy Rucker. Uh, hey, Tyler. No, no, no. Wait a second. I like I like uh, the first Iron Man. Oh, that's right. You told me last night. <laughs> okay, and you 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 haven't seen all of them, but you're. I'm. I don't know. I'm not up to date on the MCU. I love comic book movies. I love like the random characters though. Like I like when the shadow the crappy Alec Baldwin movie <laughs> and the Phantom like random characters that no one knows about that's because you have a kid and that's why you haven't seen them all so uh, <laughs> so the last the last popular genre that has had a, a long reign was the western flicks and it lasted from the 30s to the 60s uh, in popularity but it, it had the ability to adapt it wasn't it went from like the John Wayne style western to more of the good bad and, and the ugly style western do you do we think superhero flicks have that staying power, or do they, are they going to adapt to more non cape and cowl heroes, to non superhero comic books, or do we think that I, I personally I personally think that once the Infinity War is over, I know they say they're going to do Secret Wars, but once the Infinity War is over, I think we're going to see a like steep decline in. I, I would agree <laughs> with that. I think for when we're talking about MCU, um, after Infinity War, we're going to see. Um, pretty much a drop off in quality. I think Marvel's going to hit DC level quality. Um, Man, don't we hate DC? Could, if DC uh, could make a good movie, dude, they would, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I got to go with them on that one. We're not, it's not hatred of DC, it's hatred of their inability to make a movie. I feel dude. like I'm on the minority in this group. Okay. I mean, okay. they've made two you know, good movies since. And all, of our, all of our mothers are, are named Martha, by the way, so don't hate us. <laughs> okay. Okay, so. All right, listen, we're getting off track here. Okay, so the point the point is how how to tell a a super a comic book movie a, specifically a superhero story. So say we're given the amount of money to make a, to make a movie us five. Um, do we use established characters, which have their pros or cons, or do we come up with original idea? There have been original ideas. You got Hancock. You got Super. You got the the finished superhero movie that's coming out. I'm really excited about called Rendell. Unbreakable. You have the best Fantastic Four ever movie ever made, Incredibles, and you have <laughs> and you have Push. I love Push, but there's cons to using an original idea as well. So, what what would you guys suggest? Using an established character, or coming up with an original concept for a character? I would say part of that has to do with what you want to say in your movie. Like, are you trying to make a movie that's just a, a fun kind of you know action packed explosions, you know that sort of, or are you trying to say something? With your movie, or are you trying to make a philosophical point? Because that seems to drive the character. Well, okay, so yeah. the movie, the movie that I like my movies zero humor. I, I love that. Have no humor. I, exactly. <laughs> I love Batman v Superman. I know I'm in the minority, minority here. I will defend it till the day I die. I love Batman v Superman, and I hate the only joke in the damn movie. I hate it with a passion. Uh, I like my movies 
Sands humor, and you were talking about philosophical viewpoint. I would say probably the only movie that had that that took that seriously was maybe The Watchmen, and it didn't. Well, V for Vendetta, I think. Oh, fair enough. Absolutely, V for Vendetta. Vendetta. Yeah. Which that movie caused my other brother, not this brother, the other brother, to actually read the comic book, and he hates comic books, and he actually enjoys the comic book better. That's because reading hurts his head. That's true. <laughs> so, so I, the pros for me, I mean, you guys, you guys jump in on this. The pros for me for using an established character, for like Batman v Superman, you have you have established characters for what, however many years, thirty. The, Seven, how long have they been? 75 years? Pretty yeah, much. It depends on the character, but a very long time. I mean, do we know what the oldest super or uh, comic book character is? Super, the, the well, oldest, the, oldest com- uh, the oldest comic book character, technically, I read superhero is like the Phantom, I believe. I'd say, yeah, yeah probably yeah, the first. Phantom, but, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. The first, but the first, I think the, the term superhero came in with Superman. Right. That's pretty much what right. kind of set the stage, yeah, in the 1930s. 30s, yeah. Yeah. Late 30s, Superman was 38 and Captain America was 39, wasn't it? Sounds right. Yeah. yeah. But, so okay, so the benefits of using that is you have, you have X amount of years of story coming behind it, and you have people like me, they're like, I, okay, when, when Batman and Superman fought and Superman land, at the very end, it, towards the end, and he's in the, he's in the Batmech suit, Superman lands down, and he's like, Bruce... We need to talk. My mind exploded because I finally—I've read that so many times in the comic books, and I finally got to see it. That, like that, to me, has sold me on the whole. That movie is not perfect, close, but I will defend it, and I love it. But to me, that's that was just that was perfect. That was good enough for me. No, that and they had parademons, and I love parademons. Yeah, Batman vs Superman. I feel like when you're looking at a movie with fantastic set pieces, Batman vs Superman. I mean, you've got cool explosions, awesome fights way to go, you know, DC for making an amazing action movie. But it was an action movie that didn't include Superman or Batman, in my opinion. Um, both those characters are so incredibly far off from who they are that it's not true to the comics. It's not a Batman versus Superman movie. You've made an amazing cape and cowl action sci-fi movie that doesn't include Batman and Superman, and you just staple their name on the front. So you would have been okay if this was like a Neil Blomkamp joint where he created two other characters and just... Yeah, that movie might have been might have been decent. Okay. Um, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. You know, because you have Batman who just disobeys everything that is important about Batman in that movie. But yeah, gunning right. down people with machine guns. I yeah. do have a problem with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I, I think one of the reasons Batman is... I mean, I think people are starting to get tired of the Michael Bay style of directing and uh, or brand production. D- destruction porn. Yeah, just destruction porn, and oh, that's that. Yes. And, and it, you know, it's the, 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 the one of the problems with DC is they're they're so short on script and, and big on on special effects. You know, Marvel started to get into that, and then they 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 pulled back a, a little bit. And you know, it's um, but it, it is just it's gratuitous nonsense. You know? So, so do you think I'm going to lose my nerd card here? Okay. So, do you think the problem is Zack Snyder? Oh, absolutely. He, he makes <laughs> he makes beautiful films. Yeah. Very beautiful films. Uh, I will watch a, a beautiful film that has a crap story over a homemade slice of Napoleon Like, I cannot stand slice of life movies like Napoleon Dynamite that have good stories, I guess, but they're not beautiful. And I'm going to lose my nerd card here because I do not like Joss Whedon, and I'm... I understand. I understand. Oh, that, that's, well, oh, I, under, oh, I understand. Yeah. Okay, nope. I completely understand why Zach left. That is a horrible tragedy that I hope no one ever goes through. But why did they have to get him? 
I don't like Firefly. Okay. Oh. Uh, well, and, and not only have you given up your nerd card, but you've, I think you've given up your film quality card as well. well. <laughs> because Joss Whedon has made amazing shows. What do you not he, like about Firefly? I got to Yeah, what can you do? I, 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 I got to, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, well, I like Firefly. Uh, let me take it back. I like Firefly, and I like... Uh, now you're just covering your ass. I, no, no. Uh, <laughs> in, his na- in his name, just uh, Castle. I like Nathan that. Nathan yeah. definitely is my nerd card now. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge nerd that's card, the, dude. I liked, him, I liked him in Slither. I don't even like James Gunn either. Okay, anyway. Uh, I like Firefly. I like the concept behind it, but I don't feel the need why he is put up on a crucifix for the show being canceled. There are a lot better shows that I want to come back over. Well, there, that's that. It's it's one of those things that just came back around. I mean, it, it, got, it got canceled. I mean, it was it was reasonable to cancel the show. It was, um, I mean, the the, the executives screwed up by show, showing the, uh, the the show out of order. Um, it, it, is, it is a really really good show, but uh, it was the timing was off. Um, it didn't get popular until two years later. And then and and here's what I I love Firefly. I know, and I can quote it, and I'm a great, I'm a big Firefly fan, but I'm not a rabid fan. The fi- rabid Firefly fans are a pain in the ass. They're 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 they're, yeah. they're almost as bad, and and I, I know you get a lot of them in here. I don't know if you're one, but uh, but uh, they're almost as bad. I, I, no, the, the, uh, the Magic fans, the the kids with the Magic cards that will not shut up about Magic. That's all they ever want to talk about. That's those are. I mean, it's, uh, so fair, you, fair <laughs> maybe maybe I was so. It, but it's, it, Josh is a great white writer, and and he's 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 great on story structure and and um, dialogue, but he does have his problems. I mean, come, uh, uh, what the Eliza Dusku um, series? Dollhouse. 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 Dollhouse was wretched. Oh, Dollhouse was Dollhouse bad. was wretched. That was so bad. And and Josh <laughs> and, and Josh has gotten way too political. If you read his Twitter, he's gone. He's been insane for the last year. So he's basically worthless at this point in time. So I can understand why Josh's involvement with Batman would. You know. <laughs> I am not. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Josh. At this moment in time, I don't think I would go see a a, a, a Josh Whedon movie because I mean he's gone over the edge. I mean, he's just completely loopy. Well, he's got, he's got Batgirl coming. Well, he's got, he's finishing up Justice League, which everything has gone from, he's barely but done he, any that, reshoots he's a touch-up to, artist in this. to everything, yeah. everything from he's barely done any reshoots to he's done like 90% reshoots. So I, that, that's, all, that's Hollywood crap. And then, and then he's, he's got, got he, he went into touch-it-up and, and it's going to, but that's the same thing happened with, um, Batman uh, Forever, didn't it? They had, they had like 15 people going to touch-it-up trying to make it, you know, brilliant. And then, yeah, it, I mean, know, it's it, going to end up, yeah. No matter how, no matter how much you polish a turd, it's still going to be shit. Right. I mean, I mean, so, that's just going to happen, and that's what they, Batman Forever was. They had some of the smartest minds in Hollywood working on on uh, the last two Batman movies before the hiatus, you know, and and they couldn't make them, you know, I sensible. Mean, honestly, the only good thing about Batman Forever was the casting. Yeah, the I casting, mean, it was great casting. Yeah, that the, that yeah. casting director should work oh, on wait, a hell of a lot of movies. Wait, wait, yeah. wait a minute. I don't know if I agree with it. Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Fantastic! Choice. Oh come on, that he, was awesome. He, he, he was, was perfect in the nineties. Who would you cast as the Riddler in the nineties? Robin Williams. Well, Robin Williams oh, was up no. for it, but 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 no, he was he was. Look, you want the Riddler? You want a skinny little nerd who's been who's been pushed around and it goes completely out of his mind and, and over the top. That's that's all the Riddler. All the Riddler ever was. I mean, he's he's nuts, but he's not Joker nuts. Right. You know? right yeah. I got I got and, some comments on Joker later in the when I, when yeah. we get to it. But I gotta, <laughs> okay, so are we going with so one of the cons of using an established character I think is you're stuck to an established world. Like there's no well, freedom. You got because us us nerds we will go off. Yeah, with, with see, it. I I disagree with that. I think um, the problem when you use an established character is the mindset that every scene 
has to be panel for panel from the comics. And there's there's a thing for that. I mean, Watchmen was a fantastic movie because it was so true to the comics until it wasn't true to the comics anymore. But with a lot of the other films, I feel like the more true you are to the comics, the less creativity you get to make your and tell your own story. Um, and that was one of my problems with Civil War. I feel like some of the problems with Civil War as a movie was them trying to stay too true to the comics. Uh, I mean, Spider-Man was in there for 100% fan service. That film is the same with or without him, <clears throat> yeah. with just a few actions. Yeah, if you're not going to do the unmasking, then it's, it's pointless to have him in Civil War. Ex- yeah. yeah that's, I mean, all that, he, that's all he was there for. That was War, the yeah. most important thing, is mm-hmm. either the Iron Spider suit or the unmasking. Right. If you're not going to do either of those, take the damn character out, and right. let's see Homecoming as a good movie. Which but, I haven't seen Homecoming yet, but I've heard... But I heard the Iron Spider's in it. See, I, I went into a coma when they started playing the original Spider-Man theme. I'm like, okay, it's it, it's the best thing ever. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there, there was great parts. There was great parts. So as the credits started rolling, they played the original Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I'm like, okay. <laughs> now, I'm now, in. <laughs> now, I say don't see Homecoming. Homecoming was a fine film in the same way what? that DC has made some okay movies. Uh, the, Homecoming, I would put at about where I enjoyed Batman versus Superman. So great. It, uh, not well, really. You know what, though? Homecoming <laughs> did finally address the, the one thing that they... That, 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 really should be addressed in the DC universe. They brought in damage control, and they're showing what the effects are of, of all the devastation that, that, that they right. don't do in Batman versus Superman. They destroyed Metropolis, and this has to have a, this has to have a socioeconomic effect on, on the entire you know, country. Absolutely. You know, at least Spider-Man addressed that a little bit. I mean, in Batman vs. Superman, when we get to the next movie, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be all hunky-dory again, you know, because it's DC, you know? <laughs> so do you think... Absolutely. They've, they, they've done tens of billions of dollars worth of damage in that battle, and it's, they'll, so, probably, they'll probably just have... So Metropolis rebuilt again or something. DC should make a movie about the real heroes and then set that after Man of Steel where it's just one guy DC. cleaning up Metropolis oh. just with a broom just sweeping down the street. They, they can get the Flash out there and show him you know, doing... The, but you know what? DC actually should use some sub-characters instead of trying to, to constantly... they got to get these two guys going before they... You know, I, no, dude, I you know, chuck them. You know, the DC universe has just as many characters as the Marvel universe. Let's focus on something else and make something good for once. Yeah, there was um, a, a talk from... Uh, an online blog uh, that I read that Nathan Fillion, the same guy who played um, Castle and he's in Firefly, was in talks for Booster Gold. And of all the DC characters to get, he is well. He's 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 got the nerds uh, wrapped around his little finger. So you know, I mean, the man's a fantastic actor. Well, he's great. He's great. He's a nerd. And but but he but you know if you if you see him work a crowd at a con, I mean, he has everybody wrapped around. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, so they see that. If you uh, there was just actually an article online. um, The chick that plays Sansa on uh, Game of Thrones admitted. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I know. <laughs> Sophie. Yeah. So she, she said she got a part uh, over another better actress because of her Twitter followers. And and that's and that's exactly what's going on with Nathan Fillon. He is such he is such a huge following in the nerd crowd that he's getting offered roles left and right and he's always in talks for everything that comes up. That, that brings up a point I had here. Okay, so so it seems like we're we're leaning more towards if we're gonna create a, a superhero movie, we're going with an established character. It seems to be. It, so if we cast because it seems like there's a big deal about it's whitewashing, and it seems because they're turning a lot, they're turning a lot of the characters in comic books, giving them different races, different genders, which I, I'm a, I love. I love that we get more female characters, we get more transsexual characters, we get more ethnic characters. But I'm, I also feel like it's very 
disrespectful to those races because it's like you're not. It's it's like you're telling them you're not good enough to have your own character. So we'll just take this character and make you this. If that was what actually was happening, then I would agree with you. But from my perspective, uh, from the comic book side, that really isn't the issue. It's not. We're gonna make Iron Man a black woman. It's not. We're gonna make Thor a cancer survivor. It's these are new characters who are getting superpowers. Iron Man is still Tony Stark. He's still the white alcoholic billionaire playboy. Um, but Iron Heart is I think it's Rami Williams is her name. I might have pronounced that first name or wrong. Or is it Riri? Is it Rami? I, th- I, I thought it was Rami. I no, might be wrong. Probably, probably it, right. is, it, Williams is the last name. Because I'm more of a DC. Um, I I don't read Iron Man. I'm sorry. Um, but she's she's in the Ironheart suit, and she's a whole new super character. Just like when um, Pepper Potts picked up the Iron Man suit, she became a whole new character in Rescue. A, a better, I, I think, uh, Batman Beyond is the best example because it, this, the characters are getting older. I mean, we're getting older. I mean, as we watch them, you know, the, we, we have to progress. We can't keep telling the same story over and over. Go, let's go back and cast a younger Tony Stark and start all over again. No, let's go. Let's keep going. Absolutely. You know, so like in Batman Beyond, you get a, you get a younger Batman. You know, Bruce Wayne's still there. But he, and and he's still he's still helping this kid out, but he's the new Batman. I mean, it doesn't necessarily so it's not a recasting of the of the didn't character he, and making whitewashing. Didn't he turn out to be a genetic clone of Bruce though? Yeah, that was in the end of Justice, Justice League United, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Justice League was, Unlimited. I don't That's think anybody canon. wanted that. Is that not canon? <laughs> is that canon? It, it's it's not canon for the comic books, but, but yeah. Batman Beyond and Justice League Justice League Unlimited are both considered canon for that particular right. animated universe. It's kind of reminiscent but, of what happens with James Bond every time they. Get a new James Bond. Yeah, but but they came out and said though, but that's they but haven't they said that it because they used to be it used to be everyone's like oh 006 is just a code name because what what super secret spy would be would just go up and tell you hey my name is James Bond, but they've like no they, I mean the, the the reincarnation of the character. Every oh, time I we get a new James Bond, we get new political values get infused into the new James Bond and oh, the new yeah, Bond right. films are about things that are like currently going on or whatever. Right. Like there's no one James Bond that kind of. Always stays the pre- stays the same. Sean Connery. Well, I mean, you know, what I mean. <laughs> he's, he's he's Bond till he dies, man. Right. Yeah. Right. What about? I mean, I don't know. You know I think it was the New Fifty Two when they that all happened. I think they made Alan Scott gay, and I've got no problem with a gay superhero. But why couldn't they come up with a brand new? What did his wife gay? have to say? I don't know. I, I missed that part. I, I forgot talking about it. Yeah, because he had a well, son or a daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, had, he, had, he, had, he had a wife and kids. His yeah. daughter was Jade, so, and so I basically think he had a son who was well, a villain. Wow. Alan Scott was always kind of the the left-out Green Lantern of the original universe because his powers were so much different, and his storyline was so much different. He was the, the one the Wood, act, right? Was his, Wood was his... Uh, that's the new yeah. one, yeah. Oh, that's the new one. Yeah. Um, and, and that Alan Scott is in a non-canon universe called Earth 2. Uh, yeah. um, so when they did the universe jumping, he doesn't have the family. He, and when New 52 launched, they erased most of the backstory that happened in the original universe. So all of that and stuff is considered non-canon, this is where we get mostly. Into, this is where we get into trouble with the media. Because a lot of this stuff, where, they, where, we, where we're switching genders and, and races, happens in parallel universes in the comics. But they leave that part out when they when they publish the stories and Absolutely. when everybody starts going ballistic about it. You know, it's it's okay. You don't understand what's going on here, and they're not going to tell people because the political action groups that are that are all about this that are that are um, what do I want protesting 
they don't want you to know that part. They want you to think that that, uh, oh, that, that yeah. we've just morphed well, and can recast. Right. What was the big yeah. What was the big to do about when the Wonder Woman came out? Uh, the big film, the big film, uh, the big movie theater in Austin. The Austin. Oh, well, yeah. Alamo Draft. They, they had that yeah, female sure. only. But, sure. But, <laughs> but the media left out like man, there was just that one theater. Just that one showing. That, that that's one that screen, one, yeah, one you, screen. You can literally was, go to the same theater was, at the same yeah. time. You could go see it in the, in the right right next door. It, it was still yeah. showing. Yeah, sure. Okay, right. Yeah, but they yeah, but was, everything has to be um, a political movement now. You know, it's yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And I I, I, I absolutely agree with you that yeah. they are not um, informing people of the right things. Like when they said Thor's a woman now, no. it yeah. Thor did not go through a sex change operation. <laughs> no. Thor Orton's son is I still may, around. I he's still a dude. He still has an axe. Yeah. I may remarvel with that. Axe. <laughs> oh yeah, Thor's hot, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So it seems like we're going more. It seems like this group here, when we're, we're making our movie, we're going to use an established character. Now I'm going to direct this towards you, since far as uh-huh. I know, you haven't read any comic books. Do we need origins? Do we need to see the pearls flying and oh, Thomas God. fall down? Do we need to hear Uncle Ben say the famous line? Do we do we need all that? Or, as someone who hasn't read comic books, can you can you just see a dude flying in the air and know that at some point he's got? Or do you need that backstory to figure out why he's doing what he's doing? No, I don't think you need the backstory at all. It, it's it, whatever it is. It's about the story you're currently telling. Right. And if you're if your story is about is sufficiently powerful in that film, then you don't... I mean, the backstory can come through in... Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, exposition. Right? So you, you so can you just sp- kind of fill it in as you go along. So you, yeah, okay, so you're kind of like more of just filter it in yeah. as it goes along. You need, you need, you've read a lot of comics. Well, I mean, look at the amazing Green Lantern movie. <laughs> in, the, in the original cut, there's nothing that mentions Hal Jordan's dad dying. He just is Hal Jordan. I, I don't know. I like seeing some origins, but for a lot of people, you know, yeah, they know that Thomas and Martha Wayne get shot. Superman's from another yeah. planet. But there's also, I can understand why people do it, is because there are people that, for some reason, don't know that Thomas and Martha Wayne get shot. There couldn't possibly be. <laughs> there's somebody. After after all the reboots and, and the Gotham TV series, how does anyone there's on the planet somebody. not know? There's some oh. non-nerd <laughs> well, that... Hey, hey, we have to remember that these things... We are we have been through the Jack right. Nicholson Batmans. Yes. We have been through the Batman animated series. We've seen all of this. A 4-year-old kid hasn't. You know... But but can but can I, I agree with you? But can they just pick it? Can they pick it up? Can they just be like, all right, all right, yeah, he wears a cape and cowl. Something screwed up happened. I really don't think we need to have half an hour, forty five minutes of this origin story. We don't need half of the Fantastic Four movie being how did they get to the negaverse? Um, yeah, but I do like think real, real quick. Did you like that movie? I liked it the first half because the first half very much was Ultimate Fantastic Four. It was very interesting, very good. And it was like halfway through the budget, they real or halfway through the movie, they realized they were out of budget and it was due next week. (laughs) And and as soon as they got their powers, the movie just went to shit. But up until that point, I really liked it because it did follow the Ultimate Fantastic Four storyline fairly well. Um, But uh, what I was saying about the origin stories, I think we can go through some of these things relatively quickly. Like Batman, uh, Batman vs Superman had the Martha and Thomas Wayne getting killed, but it was done in like three minutes during the credits, and that's fine. Do you think that? Do you think it was set up? Because I've never seen this, where uh, what's his face, 
the comedian. Uh, he plays a comedian. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Thank you. I've never seen this, so I think I know why they did this. Right before he dies, he like somehow gasps the word Martha. Is that set up so people who don't know Martha that Bruce's mom's name is Martha will like know later on when Clark says Martha? Yeah, but that's such a that's such a uh, terrible but you terrible think, but, reason. But do you else. think that's the reason why we, he that origin was even in there? At the beginning was a set that Well, I, 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 that's probably why the origin was in there. I don't know why we had to see her pearls coming off endlessly ad nauseum throughout the entire I film. I will <laughs> say, I will say, I did dig the fact that she took it right in the face because that because yeah. right, the gun pull. I was like, man, that dude, she just took it right in the face. Yeah. But the thing about origins is, I mean, yeah, you can do it quickly, but you have to do it in a way that it that it has meaning. I mean, you know, here we're all sitting here. We know that Thomas and Martha get shot. Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. But, I mean, if it's not a big deal, if someone just says that's what happens, then you either have to suspend disbelief, which most people do, but there are some he people he that are just like, okay, <laughs> well, so this kid's parents get shot, and he's got a billion dollars, so he's going to just give up everything to go and become Batman? Well, you can do a, you can do a quick origin, and during the credits, if you've got John Williams doing the soundtrack, Superman 2, you know, <laughs> you get everything out of the way right there, go right into the story, and it works perfectly, but you got to have John Williams. There's, there's an element here also about whether you want your movie to be a standalone or whether you want it to be a series. Good, well, absolutely. Hang yes. on, that's, that's hang on, we're getting there. Okay, so we're so we kind of agree that we don't we need the origin, but we don't need to see it. Just kind of filter it in. It's kind of what we're agreeing with. I, to me, I think it just happens on the character. I mean, if we're doing with Superman and Batman and Spider Man, we've been through all of this a hundred times before. If we're gonna have a Squirrel Girl movie. I oh, want to yeah. know. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Why, how she got her powers? Yeah, so, you know, if we're we don't need to see the Hulk get hit by the gamma bomb for the fourteenth time. Right. Okay. You know, that's happened in every movie, with the exception of the team movies. So I think it is really dependent on who it is. You can't just have Starfire fly through the screen and be like, "She's an alien." Okay, how'd she get to Earth? You know, I'm going to want to know that if it's the first time we've seen a character in this particular universe. But for someone who has a really established franchise. I don't think we need to see Thomas and Wayne get shot. We don't need to hear uh, Uncle Ben get killed. You know, we don't need to see these things, but I think it really depends on who the people are. You bring up Starfire. So, okay, so that comes to my next question. Can we please have costumes in the movie? Yeah. Like, I want to see Wolverine's yellow and blue costume. Sure. If not yellow and blue, because it'd be goofy. I want to well, see the brown. You know, at least in the... Uh, um, Luke Cage TV series, they they addressed it, you know, and that was really really that, well done. That was amazing. Yeah, that I was want, absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, I love that because you yeah. bring up Starfire. Like, I get some costumes wouldn't make sense. I mean, that would be you just have a lot of teenage boys at a Starfire movie. <laughs> that's, that's, that's 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 bumping it up to R right there. But, with that outfit. that's but, awesome. Yeah. But I like I want to see costumes. I absolutely. love Batman. I'm tired of the tactical black suit. Like I when they oh, announced sure. the GI Joe movie. I'm like, that's amazing. We're going to see Hawaiian shirts and bazookas. Yeah. And we got Batman tactical outfits for the G.I. Joes. Yeah. I don't yeah. Well, I don't it's because you're, you're, you're dealing with, you're dealing with the, the nerd crowd that, that, that grew up on comics, and you're also dealing with the, well, that's not functional crowd. That, you know, that guy couldn't possibly work. And, like, it, that's not real life, guys. It's, <laughs> it's they, not real life. It accept, doesn't have to work. That's, that's my point. <laughs> they accept the fact, that, okay, we're going to a movie where a guy can fly yeah. in the air and stop a bullet with his hand. But he can't wear spandex. Yeah, that's, that's I want to see. I want to see a Neil Adams, uh, Denny. Uh, uh, um, help me out here, Denny O'Neill. 
Batman, the like the gray and the, the world's blue. greatest detective. Is that who? Like I want. That's my favorite Batman. <laughs> yeah. And Batfleck has gotten kind of close to it. Because you're fat, yeah. but and, it also depends on <laughs> the universe that you're in. Like, and you're I want to see. And I want to see. And I'm very much in the minority here. And this is another. I'm gonna lose my nerd card. No one's gonna like me anymore. I want to see Trunks on the outside. Sure. I was so angry when they took Trunks. I like. I like Daredevil's original outfit. I like the yellow and I like the red. Daredevil's original costume looked pretty sharp. I liked it, too. Yeah. Um, but the Netflix Daredevil, I think, hit all the right parts. It looked functional, and it looked like the Daredevil costume. And I think you could still do that. Um, the, the Flash costume in the Flash TV, uh, TV show on CW looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks like Flash, and then they, they use all the science exposition to explain how it's a functional suit, too. I think stuff like that could really, really work. I don't want to see another X-Men movie where everyone's in the same same costume. Sure. I agree with you. I want to see everyone in their unique uniforms. Um, at the same point, I don't necessarily want to see the super spandexy four-color on the big screen. I think that should be reserved for animated stuff or low-budget things. Right, but can they do, like, because Batfleck, his outfit, he is not that ripped. He that's like what they call muscle suit. It, you know, mm-hmm. can't they do like like a like suit like I I like Cavill's suit and I don't like Cavill's suit. Uh, I like I think he's the best Superman ever. I don't. Really oh, like dude, 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 dude! I know, dude, I know. Dude, everyone's dude, gonna hate dude, me. Dude. Everyone's gonna hate me. I know dude. it. Except for the the <laughs> Fleischer cartoons, he is the best Superman. Oh wow, that's that's bold. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I like I want to see I, <laughs> I want to see Trunks on the outside. Okay, you wanna, realize that Superman's supposed to be a Boy Scout, right? But but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like in the world that's set up, like I was uh, okay. I'm going to defend Man of Steel. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I am I am okay with him destroying Metropolis because that gives him a reason to love that city. It gives him a reason to sit. Why would he, why is he in love with that city? He's from Smallville. He He's destroyed, not in love with the city. He's in love with Lois Lane. Right, right. <laughs> but he protects that. That is his city. He protects that city. Why? Because he screwed up and it was, killed four billion people. <laughs> no, no. According, according, <laughs> no, according to the newspaper, it said hundreds. It said uh, hundreds of people has died. According to the newspaper, well, they, they say that every time in the first edition, man. Right. It seems like they haven't done the body count yet. But that gives okay. The, the, the destruction of Metropolis gives a motivation for Clark and Superman okay. to love Metropolis. Right. So Clark, I am down. Uh, I like that. Clark, Clark doesn't love Metropolis. He loves Lois Lane. Lois Lane loves Metropolis and the big city. That's it. He does. He does. If, Dude, if you've read the comics, the, when, when, uh, every alternate universe, as soon as Lois dies, Clark's done with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is absolutely what happens with Injustice. Yeah. Um, my <laughs> thing with, with the Batman vs. Superman is that if there was a scene where they showed evacuating the city, I probably could buy in Batman vs. Superman where they said 100 people died. But they don't. They, they show, show that zero... You saw that in the beginning when he gets in that awesome Jeep Renegade, which I bought by the way because he drives. <laughs> I own uh, a Jeep product Renegade. placements were. <laughs> don't tell him that. Product placement. No product placement from Man of Steel, no less, caused I, him to go out and buy. Wow. I drove a Chevy Silverado for years until I saw that. And I, now I own a Jeep Renegade. Did, did you buy a case of Bud Light after Transformers too? I I will not watch those movies. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but they did show they they did show the evacuation of the city. I don't know. I don't know why it took. Uh, Bruce calling that dude to say, hey, get everyone out of the building for him to be like, dude, maybe we should get out of the building. I think they should have got out of the building a long time ago. 
But but they did show the evacuation of the city. They they showed the evacuation of one building because Wayne I said, "Hey, so get out of here." Right <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you're done, dude. It's not. <laughs> um, but again, like there, even even in a realistic evacuation setting where you have hours to prepare, weeks to prepare. Um, uh, my girlfriend is in British Columbia, um, which the entire province is scoured with forest fires. And she is known for a week and a half that she needed to evacuate. She got the evacuation notice, was out in, a, in an hour. But without that alert, it would have taken her forever to effectively evacuate to a safe place. And especially in Metropolis, where there was zero warning before the attack happened, there's zero safe space, and she's in small-town British Columbia. She is not in New York. She's not in Chicago. There is no way, no realistic way, for those people to get evacuated unless it gets established in another film. Now, if we start Justice League off with Flash shooting through Metropolis, saving everyone's life during that... I might have a different that, opinion yeah, of Man that, Steel. That, that would be a good retroactive cleanup right there. But I, but you also you look at ID four. I mean, and, and just as an example, um, aliens come to Metropolis. And we I mean, we know enough people enough people that we've met in our lives that aliens come to Metropolis. It's going to be just like ID four. They're all going to go to the top of the building and take us with you. I mean, there's going to be more than hundred people doing yeah, that. That are going to die. That's <laughs> you know, absolutely. oh, the aliens are here to come get us. You know, it's <laughs> but okay, real quick, one more thing. I'm going to say about Mister Man, then I'll get back on topic. I thought, and I, and I could be reading into this too much because I've been told I, I read into things way too much. I, I One of the problems I have with Superman is that he's basically a god and there's really nothing to write for him. Like, you have Darkseid and Brainiac and what that what Mongol and that's it. Sure, but he's also he's all there's also magic and any other uh, yeah, any other thing in the DC right, universe. Absolutely. Yeah. One of but one of my favorite things that I like cuz basically just like they showed he he flicks Bat uh, Batfleck in the Bat mech suit and he goes one of the things I love and I could be reading too much into this but when he's in the courthouse he come, he flies into the courthouse and he's walking down the aisle like a like a pier built just just like this and when he goes to open the door he like pauses and just kind of because that like shows like, like shows that he has to have restraint. Because it, even if he like if he belches, he's gonna blow someone's head off. And that I thought was a brilliant. And that's why Batman v Superman is an awesome movie. The, Case <laughs> sold, mic drop. There are little scenes like that. You yeah, dropped the you dropped the mic on a weak line there, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> that's all I got. That's no, all I got. You no, know, Batman v Superman has some sweet scenes. That was a sure. great scene. That was a fantastic scene showing who Superman was. Bunch of cool scenes that make a good movie, and I feel like that's where Batman vs. Man drops. Like I said, amazing set pieces, great little individual scenes, not a great movie. Uh, I'm not gonna win. Okay, <laughs> give okay. it ten minutes. We'll be back on Batman. So, I'm sure we're <laughs> so anyway, okay, so we got origin, we got the costumes. Now, let's stick with the hero and the villain. Uh, I grew up watching Masters of the Universe, He Man. I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's the last hero we had that was genuinely good. I think once the concept of the anti-hero came in, everyone lives in the gray. Uh, Superman maybe is a boy, but isn't ever. I mean, I, I Batman. Batman is not his moral compass is all over the place. He, sure. he but like He Man, the last truly good. Just dead I, that, on, that's you're talking eighty five. I don't think we've had to have, to have somebody since. Then. I mean, that's, but, but see, that's the point. If if we can't name it right off the bat, that's got to be like I want. I think it'd be interesting to see, especially in a world now <laughs> where everyone's jaded and just 
Well, everything's done for irony. You're talking, you're talking to geeks, though. We got to go through a list of people and where they, when they were created, and then, so it's, we're, we're already we're like, all right, wait, eighty-five is our standard. Wait, no, Spider-Man, he's before that, and everything's before that. Well, so I, I think you got to kind of grab where you're coming from because there are a lot of things in in different media's where you've got established and good, legitimately good heroes, but I feel like a lot of those things don't get super popular because the legitimately good hero is boring. Um, well, now you're the, knocking down He-Man. <laughs> no, He-Man. I love He-Man. Oh, okay. Fantastic right. okay. fan of He-Man, Master of the Universe. But he's he's one-sided. He is, I do the right thing, and I always do the right thing. Um, you start talking about good characters with flaws, and you start getting more compelling stories. Um, which is one of the reasons why um, there's such an iconic issue of, uh, or iconic issue run of Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Because that was when we started establishing that not all heroes had to be Four color goody two shoe Boy Scouts. You talk about the late seventies drug. Oh no, where Green Lan- where Green Arrow was protecting the lower class, and he brought Green Lantern down to be like, "Look, I'm protecting the." Is that the run? You're uh, yeah, about? that's the run I'm talking about. Um, oh, it, Mike Grills run. It, it's yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's yeah. him. Um, it's got that iconic uh, issue where Speedy's a heroin addict. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Green Arrow is gritty, and we started seeing flaws in Green Arrow. Green Lantern, who is still in the Boy Scout mode, starts seeing the real world, and that's when we actually started, I feel like, getting compelling heroes. Before then, you just had variations of Superman with different powers. You had, you know, right is right, is right and goody two-shoes, and we're doing all the right things, and once you hit that point, right around, you know, where He-Man's at, you've got a, a interesting, compelling hero starting to grow. And then that's where the media takes place. This is when it changes from storytelling to artwork, in my opinion. Um, because now you start seeing these flaws fall into characters. You know, uh, Optimus Prime. I'm a huge Transformers fan. Optimus Prime, always very, very good character, Boy Scouty. But you start seeing flaws in him. Um, you start seeing his willingness to kill in the 86 movie. You were uh, beforehand. He establishes every Cybertronian is sacred. But he only ki- didn't he only kill Megatron. He uh, tried to kill Megatron, but oh, yeah, you they, also yeah, see yeah. him totally cut loose and gun down. Um, I think it's four Decepticons on his way to Megatron. He runs over three of them without thinking twice. I mean, he's but, pretty brutal in that few scenes he's in the movie. But that was, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was because. That was the end of Gen One, and the toy company's like, "Look, man, we got all these new toys, and let's let's wipe out some uh, of these." Gen One went on a little bit later. Gen One is considered till the end of season four, but yeah, that's pretty much what happened when they wrote the Transformers movie. Um, is that all the toy makers? They've been selling these toys from season one to season two, and they said, "Hey, kill all these characters, bring in new characters, let's sell new toys." As much as I love Transformers, it's nothing but a giant toy commercial. Um, and, and that's absolutely what happened. But you see you see brutalness in Optimus Prime for the first time. And I feel like that's when he started really establishing, hey, these characters should have flaws. Um, and I think that's part of why he gets the kills. You know? Um, you don't see pretty much anyone else in uh, for the Autobot side in that opening sequence, right up until Unicron shows up, that you get... Um, you don't get a whole lot of Autobots hitting anything. But you get... Prime tearing through people. You did see that amazing scene where Megatron blasts Iron. Is it Ironhide right in the face? That is yes, <laughs> such heroic nonsense. That is fantastic. Um, Anti-hero. 
good. Come on, someone's got to like my He-Man. No? Y'all, you want an anti-hero, too? I have no opinion. I think He-Man didn't get interesting until Adult Swim and uh, Robot Chicken, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I'm a huge He-Man fan now, but Robot Chicken really took him to the next level. Because I... I yeah. I purchased them all here. I purchased them all the the, the new the new fifty two run, and uh, anyway, that's a long story. Okay, I, I, I kind of like it. And I kind of don't like it. Anyway, let's go. Okay, so we're sticking with the anti hero, right? Sure. Okay, anti hero. As again, I think anti hero is a term that gets thrown around a lot, yeah. but isn't true. I like a hero with flaws, not necessarily an anti hero. Um, an anti hero is someone like Punisher. Uh, anti-hero is Venom. Um, well, we can use D&D, uh, like Lawful Good and Chaotic Evil. Because it really has to be spread out. If yeah. you're the same level of geek as Mike and I am at, <laughs> absolutely, we can yeah, use we, D&D we, terms. We'll use D&D terms. It's not, there's no really anti-hero. In the, yeah, for, those, you know. for those of you at home, we are <laughs> sitting about three feet from my awesome D&D table that a friend go. of mine made me with a stack of books. So we've got some cred there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that like you start talking about you know lawful good paladins right. if you want to use D and D terms, but characters with flaws. You know, Superman in New Fifty Two I think got way more interesting than Superman pre New Fifty Two because he had that kind of attitude. Might makes right. I'm the strongest person in this room, so you're gonna listen to me. And I really liked that flaw in who he was. <clears throat> yeah, because I mean. It's a comic book. I mean, you know that you're not going to wake up and be like, oh, yeah, I just remembered I'm an alien from the planet Krypton. You want some character with some kind of flaw that you can relate to. You have to be able to relate to the character. I mean, you know, our parents didn't get shot, so, you know, we also don't have billions of dollars, so Man, I, I can't I relate to Batman on that level. But If you make, if you make the, t- the character too good and too powerful, then you fall down that messianic hole of, of narrative, and, and it, it, it always falls apart. I mean... Okay, well, there's our new Christ. Great, let's go. Uh, so you got you have to add flaws in, otherwise it's not relatable. Absolutely. What, what did Kevin Smith say about uh, the Man of Steel movie when uh, when Cal El or not Cal El Jor El pushes him out of the exploding ship and he's all Kevin Smith's like that's the way we like our Drew, Jews on. Oh, I, <laughs> I I don't listen to Kevin. I don't either. <laughs> I, I did. I I, I I genuinely liked him until all he talks about is weed now. Uh, that's I don't care. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, let's move on. Uh, villain. <laughs> well, uh, we were talking about Joker. Uh, can we not use the Joker anymore? Because I'm the only one that was like when they when they announced the Joker in the Suicide Squad, I was the only one that was pissed off because like I don't want to see him. Because to me, and I hate using this metaphor. I hate using this metaphor because everyone uses it. But I feel like there's a reason why everyone uses it. He, the Joker to me works best. When he's like the shark from Jaws, right? Like I don't. Everyone was upset about the Suicide Squad movie because of the way Joker was in it. I was upset that he was even in it. Well, the, the, the reason they added the Joker to the Suicide Squad was because it was a weak movie to begin with. They needed. They needed. That was that was butts on seats, man. It was. It was a. It was a. It was. Suicide Squad was a horrible, horrible film. Get, it, was, it was. It was. It was not a, the thing when I came out of it. I mean, I, I enjoyed it when I watched it. The reason I enjoyed it was because it wasn't as bad as Batman vs Superman. It was a palate cleanser. It was okay. This is a terrible flick, but it's but it's not as bad as Batman vs Superman. And I and nothing else is coming out right now, so I'm gonna eat my popcorn and I'm gonna enjoy it. But one, of the, one of the complaints <laughs> would be Marvel's lack of good villains, except for maybe Loki. Marvel's cool. Disney now, and they're afraid to take it up to the next level. Villains have to be evil, and they don't want to go full on evil. Okay. Yeah, I I love most of Marvel's villains in the comic books. 
I feel like they're not translating over to the comic book or the movies very well. But I think part of it is they keep killing them. <laughs> you stop killing the villains. Let's see them reoccur. Um, you can see that in Dark Knight. Before the tragedy with Heath Ledger, Joker was supposed to be in yeah. Dark Knight Rises. Wasn't he supposed to be the judge at the end Scarecrow ended up being? Wasn't that the original plan? Or uh, no, I believe he was supposed to just... Oh, they had to scrap the entire script. Yeah, they had oh, to okay, throw okay. everything out. Yeah, it oh. was... It, I thought there yeah. was somewhere like... Bane kept him locked in Arkham and like no that no was, that was the that was the the novelization uh, that, that was the because everyone was wondering where Joker went so they put that in there yeah. joy riding around somewhere yeah whatever yeah. the Joker does burning um, money <laughs> my thing with Joker is he is an interesting uh, an interesting villain because he is such a polar opposite to Batman that he is the avatar of chaos where Batman is supposed to be this avatar of order and they're supposed to be this perfect crossbar, exact opposites, and you get a really, really interesting story between a well-written Batman and a well-written Joker. Um, my problem with Joker's appearance in Suicide Squad, I, I agree with, with Mike, it's all about putting butts in seats. Yeah. I don't think Suicide Squad was particularly weak. I really enjoyed it. It's probably one of my favorite DCU movies since Dark Knight. Um, but you look at those characters and... You say this to a non-nerd. How many of the characters in Suicide Squad without Joker have you heard of? You know, have you heard of Amanda Waller? Have you heard Enchantress? Do you know who Deadshot is? The only one they're going to grab your average moviegoer is maybe Harley Quinn. You you got it. Which I I have never heard of any of those other ones. Which I completely dis. I I mean, I no one's even going to talk to me anymore. I dislike Harley Quinn. The Joker doesn't need a girlfriend. Doesn't need. A well, that's the thing. He's not the. She's not the Joker's girlfriend. That's that's what this movie is. That's one of the things this movie has done. It's it's created this love affair between him because it has these it has these little romantic scenes with him as Joker creating you know creating her by throwing her in the ass. This does not happen. That's this, very it's, true. it's a very sick twisted relationship. The Joker just uses her when he needs right, her. Right, but but I mean the you only know. the only time I liked Harley Quinn like I hated her I hated her in the animated series. I hate her as a character because. She's just there for young boys to hit puberty for, basically. At least, well, at in, least in Suicide Squad. At least in Suicide Squad. I think, I think Poison Ivy was the, the one for the pre-puberty, previous best in boys. But the only yeah. time I think Harley Quinn was used well was in, I want to say it was Bendis, but correct me if I'm wrong, that, 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 that short run he did called Joker where it was he was drawn as Heath Ledger. He gets out of prison. and he, you're, you're following... You as the audience are following the character of the Joker's henchman, and she's like, he's like, she's like a stripper at his club, and he gets out of jail and finds out all of his money's gone, and he's crying and crying on Harley's lap or whatever. But that's the only time I liked Harley. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's like unrealistic to me too. That's I yeah. I mean, I, for, for, for I mean, canon wise, I mean, it's yeah, it's definitely not it's definitely non canon. Um, yeah. To me, Joker is too much of a wild canon to care yeah. about much of anything. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and while we're talking about Joker and Harley, please, for the love of God, stop posting on Facebook. I want a relationship like Joker oh and Harley. Oh, my God. <laughs> for, the, for, oh, for the love of people, God. Where are your parents? Stop it. That's the kind of love relationship stop he, it. Would, he would have. People do that? They, Absolutely. Oh, like six and 12-year-old girls come into Spencer's all the time, and they're like, I want a boy just like the Joker. Wanna... Dude, stop. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> no, no, but no. Robert England in an interview said, who famously plays Freddy Krueger, yeah. I said he got letters from oh, sure. women said like 
I have dreams where I'm dating. Yeah, the claws are turn on, man. And it's like he's a pedophile, man. Like why? Yeah. Why? Like I don't know why people like the whole Joker thing. Why do women want that? I don't know. Yeah. I, had, I had a dream. My sister brought home Willie from V, and it was a nightmare. Wait, which one's Willie? That's short crop one? It's Robert Inglis' character. Oh, okay. All right, right. I'm just a joke. That's, 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 that's <laughs> um, for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Joker regularly backhands Harley. So, I mean, if you don't want your man to walk you over to you when you have a cake for him and backhand you because it's yeah. Tuesday. That's why I got out of my relationship. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you never smile anymore, isn't it? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you date someone that smiles all the damn time. <laughs> there so, you go. Okay, okay so uh, I got to focus this in a minute. So that was my fault. I brought up the joke. Back <laughs> so, so, so back to Batman v Superman. So anyway, the villain. Are we, are we wanting more of uh, a Joker-esque character where he's human? Or are we wanting like... The new, the new character. Step I, I want a real Lex Luthor, man. I, I, want, I, I, want, I want a Lex Luthor who's smart and, and knows what he's doing, but he's also... Land he's also, scheme, real estate. It, yeah, real exactly. Estate, well, you know, real estate. But, but a little bit more sensible, yeah. you know? Somebody, you know, a, 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 you know an actor. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a super genius, but I'm going to make this super fatal flaw or a super fatal mistake right here. No, dude, you wouldn't, you know? So, I mean, we want, I want to... It's, 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 he's... You know the rich, smart, super villain that there's absolutely no way you could possibly take him down. Not somebody who's like, okay, I see his weakness right there. You know. Well, right. I mean, we had Ozzy Mendez. Yeah. I mean, we had exactly. we had that in Watchmen. Yeah. He well, was, we have that in Trump. So, so, <laughs> oh. how, how would Andy, as a non-comic book character, what kind of a non-comic book uh, reader? <laughs> you're definitely not a comic book character. What type of villain would you prefer to see on the screen? Oh, I don't know. Thought about it until just now. I mean, do you like do you like the alt like just the complete? Because it seems like there's two kinds. You you got people like Thanos and you got people like Loki and you, and uh, Ares. You know, I, I like something that most people don't like, which is I like to see the bad guy win. Yeah, I know you do. Absolutely, yeah, that's great. And I would like to see more instead of you know. It's, it's kind of like one of those. It's almost like watching wrestling in a sense. You, you know that the favored character is eventually going to pull out of this. Yeah, he might get a chair to the face or whatever, but eventually he's going to pull out of it. And I would like to see a franchise where that doesn't happen. But no one dies in comic books except for Bucky and Uncle Ben, and one of them has come back to life. So, well, It used to be Jason Todd, but he's come way back. J- yeah, Jason Todd's a superhero yeah, now. Yeah. So, so, so far, as far as I know, right, Uncle Ben has not come back. Oh, yeah, Uncle Ben's still dead. Yeah, so, Uncle Ben will we, not come back. We, we've got a few characters that stayed dead. I think Ben Riley stayed dead for a very long time. Scarlet Spider. Yeah, yeah. the original Scarlet Spider. What, what was that movie? Costume. I mean, I know it's not a comic book movie, but uh, was it Cloverfield? Sure, where, Cloverfield, where the uh, the bad alien whatever wins. Absolutely, well, that, I love Cloverfield. I, I just I love that. It's like because I think and this, and this is the outsider's point of view from you know comic books or whatever, but uh, it, it's. It's philosophy in a way. You're you're doing a lot of when you're writing or whatever. You're telling a story, and one of the stories of humanity is that bad shit happens, and people need to kind of learn to accept some of that instead of always being trained to think that the good guy is going to win. And you know, I mean, sorry, but that doesn't always happen. So I like Watch movies. Game of I, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I have. So what? What if? What if the good guy dies? To, to be like by dying he has accomplished the what he needs him. like by dying he saves the city oh, he at, saves at, the, at that point it's just but, but yeah, yeah we're, we go back to a um, 
a good guy movie. I mean, yeah, it, like everything's been. People need to be reassured that everything's going to be okay, and that, and, yeah, and that kind of, you know, that's what people are tapping into with big superheroes that save the day. And I just I, like something that reflects a little bit more real well, life. Well, famously, I, famously in the one episode of The Honeymooners, uh, once his face lost his job, and on a typical episode, he'd get another job by the end of the episode, and uh, he didn't. And that's like a famous, he didn't get a new job, so it was kind of left open like there was no closure. Mm-hmm. So that, that's like a famous... It's um, like Gilligan's Island, they wind back up on the island. Or Lost. But <laughs> they're all dead. Anyway, so that that's kind of that's kind of what you're saying. Don't don't give the audience closure. Gilli- Let them... Gilligan's Island is the I Lost Island. Yeah. They're they're all ghosts, man. Can, that's uh, Lost is just. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. We know the professor can't actually do that stuff. I mean, it's, they're ghosts. They're it's a big <laughs> they fantasy. To, they go into space, man. <laughs> I think it's possible to to tell a story and leave open a bunch of, of uh, story arcs or, or whatever. Well, loose you're, threads. You're getting into David Lindelof territory, and people hate him. That's what he does. I, oh. I feel like if you're going to leave a lot of things open, you need to be prepared to make a second movie. I mean, that's yeah. that's your best way to bridge from movie one to movie two. Um, as for the bad guy winning, I think that's fine in a trilogy, in a series. I think you can have, like, we've had, what, you said 16 MCU films? Uh, in the in the cinematic. We've had yeah. other Marvel, but in the yeah, cinematic. Yeah, the main 16 MCU. Right. And the good guys have won 16 out of 16. Um, I would, I would, I agree with you. I would have liked to seen the villain win in some of those. Well, I'm sure at the but end of Infinity War One, we're going to see the villain win. I, yeah, that'll be one for the villains. Yeah, finally. that'll be the one. And um, then Infinity War Two, it'll be. <laughs> but I feel like if you're going to make a standalone superhero movie, the villain winning isn't where you want it to be, um, unless you're going for super, something super gritty like Watchmen was, mm-hmm. or V for Vendetta, where. Um, you know, the hero has to make a giant sacrifice, and in the end, the sacrifice was only for his own revenge. Um, I think if you're going to do that, you if for superhero movies where people go for entertainment, they go to for escapism, you can do that. If you're making a different genre of movie, I think the villain can win a hell of a lot more often. Yeah. You know, that's when you start seeing, you know, masterpieces like Green Mile. Um, you know, Green Mile, very much, I feel like, the good guys do not win in Green Mile. Oh God! No. Um, <laughs> and it's a it's a fantastic movie, um, and I th- and I I love Hellraiser. I love Hellraiser movies. Hellraiser probably wins, you know, ninety percent of his own movies. You know, um, so I think if you're building horror or drama or something very philosophical, um, absolutely let the bad guys win. Let's see the gritty real world. What, what do we call a character that is a superhero? In the sense that they have powers, but is not a hero, in the sense that they, like, are, you know, rescue innocent people and all that sort of like. That would be like you know something from like Jumper, like character like that, that or Uh, Hancock himself. He had well towards the end, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, And then once again, he got the black Batman tactical suit. Of course. Um, So Jumper is kid has the ability to teleport. Um, and he uses the first half of the movie to rob banks and then spends the rest of the movie running away from the government. <laughs> and that's... that's watch that. it, It's got Hadrian Christensen in it, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. It's actually <laughs> good, even though it's, even yeah. though he's in it. It's still good. So. It's got yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. With um, every other movie that came out that year. He's talking uh, about Samuel L. Jackson. Sam, uh, yeah, yeah. The, oh, what um, is that? Hitman's, body, Hitman's Bodyguard is going to be... Uh, yeah. I'm no, there's, there's an alien movie. Is it I Am Number 5? Yes, I am four. That's it. Yeah, that was I thought was a really good movie, and has what you were looking for: someone with powers that aren't superheroes. 
and that movie is. Uh, have you seen that one? Mm-mm. I don't even know what that is. Uh, yeah, great sci-fi movie. Um, uh, good set pieces. Um, the, the very actiony. Um, but it's a kid who's an alien, and he is hiding from from alien hunters. Um, and the, he's the fourth alien on the planet, so that's well, he's got like a tattoo or something that tells him how many aliens there are. Something like it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, but it's again power guy with superpowers, and all he does is use it to protect him and his little small community of friends. Hmm. <clears throat> well, Spawn that that Spawn will be a good. Uh, that's they're rebooting that. And, oh uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, so there you. But Todd McFarlane's cockwalking himself on that. Yeah, it'll it'll happen though. I mean, it's it's too it's too big of a name he, for them. I mean, at this point, I mean. But people people are like, yeah, we'll we'll produce your movie. Uh, I want to direct it. No, okay. Oh well, yeah, game. okay. If he's gonna do that, yeah. Part, Todd, yeah I mean, yeah. he's like he's his own worst enemy at this point. Uh, but it, that is that, that is one with like, it, he doesn't know it was fun is permanently lost. I mean, he he doesn't always win. He, occasionally, the bad guy gets beat, but you know, he's never gonna. Did we, real quick? Did we like that movie? For, for its time, for its the, time. The, the original live action movie, I liked. I like Spawn. The, the live action movie was okay. The, the cartoon on HBO was better. Oh man, I yeah. love. I love the cartoon it. was very good. Yeah. I used to steal your VHS whenever you were at work and watch it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. I'm okay. Sorry, animated series, not cartoon, guys. <laughs> so. Okay. So. All right. So we're going with. What do we decide on the villain? More of a Lex Luthor. For me, it's it's yeah, it's that's the the villain that can't be beat that you, that has one little flaw that nobody that nobody the, can that see that the isn't, hero that isn't immediately so over, the hero yeah. has to like has to yeah. earn it not just right not just exactly. a plot contrivancy that all of a sudden he right. wins at the end. okay all right so plot wise it seems to me I think we've brought it up several times that people can't just make standalone movies now everything like. Everything's a universe. There's the Star Wars universe. There's the Marvel universe. There's the DC universe. There's no money in standalone there's, movies. They're taking the Universal monster movies and make them a universe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So just, it seems like everything. Yeah. Everything is just a trailer for the next movie. Everything. And I love the Christian Bale Batman's. I love the the Christopher Nolan Batman's. But it was basically it was saving Gotham was the whole plot of every movie. Can we just have like a simple, like. Zaz story. Can we just ha- can we have that would be can awesome. we have long the, the, the TV Halloween. series is great though. Can you we know? have long Halloween? Like, that would be amazing. They're doing, they're doing really good stuff with the, with the Gotham TV series, I think. But I, okay, okay. I when Gotham was announced, I was super stoked because I it was promised right mm-hmm. that it was going to be Gordon. Yeah, it was going to be Gotham Central basically. Mm-hmm. Without uh, without the, I liked that. I liked that series. I liked Gotham Central where it's just like. You know, you see Renee Montoya and Alan Crispin, and then you they look over and they see Gordon's office, and it's the silhouette of Batman. But that's it. That's like all he's in. Mm-hmm. It's these these humans dealing with these metahumans. I like that. Another comic book that I bought in the store a lot was Gotham by Midnight, and mm-hmm. I really like that, where Batman was just in in the periphery of it. Sure. So. And now that one mostly dealt with uh, Jim Corgan as the Spectre, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I want to see that. Movie. Do we? Do we? Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good movie. Uh, blame CW because they set up Spectre perfectly for the second season of Constantine yeah. and then um, canned it. I guess but it Constantine's was, uh, well, back. I'm sorry, not CW. Yeah, uh, NBC. NBC, NBC yeah, Constantine's yeah, coming back as an animated series. So. Uh, they got Matt Ryan? Yeah, they, they've, um, uh, it's going to be at the same venue that, um, or same vein as Vixen was, where it's just like a series of like ten minute. Oh, is it going to be? Oh, I thought they were going to do a half hour. I don't, I don't uh, think so, but I, 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 I was, could very well could be wrong. I'd like um, to see that whole show get rebooted. Um, or, uh, I'm sorry, renewed. I, I would kill I for a second oh, season God, of Constantine. Constantine. Yeah. 
killed so, for that. So, of course, then you'll get all those fangirls like, he's copying Castiel. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah. Andy, once again, you're the control group. Do you like yeah. seeing the, the world where everything's got to be saving the world? It seems, correct me if I'm wrong, every, every comic book movie so far has been about, I can't even think of a, I'm trying to think of a one that isn't about saving a, like, there's no really small mystery one. Like, there's not like a, a thing, everything's just, it either fits into the bigger picture and it's not a standalone. Well, big characters do big things and there really isn't, you know, Superman isn't going to rescue a cat from a tree kind of. Yeah, he does. He did. Oh, yeah, he did. absolutely did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you don't spell. No, you don't, you like, don't make a hundred and twenty minute movie yeah. about that. <laughs> right, right. That's, okay, that's what I mean. Yeah, and then, and then uh, the little girl goes in and gets popped in the mouth by her mom. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> she does. You know, I, you I remember the scene? I mean, she, he rescues the cat from the tree, and she goes in. Mom, this guy flew out of the sky and rescued the cat from the tree. Everybody told you to stop telling lies. Pop. <laughs> uh, didn't he hit Lois too? At one point, didn't Superman hit Lois too, or Clark hit Lois? Or, or he hit the uh, uh, the Superman hits uh, hit the uh, the his little boy cub reporter. Uh, oh, Jimmy didn't he, Olsen! Didn't he hit Jimmy Olsen a while back? Because during not a while back, like a long time ago, when Jimmy Olsen was turning into giant turtles and stuff, didn't didn't Superman pop him once? Uh, I never read Superman around that era, but I would I, not be surprised. I mean that that had some. Are you sure that wasn't Power Rangers? Like <laughs> turning into giant turtles. The, I don't Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen did turn yeah. into giant turtles at some no, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> so I'm sorry. What was the, your question? Do, exactly? do we need? Do we need? Okay. The the uh, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises was all about saving the soul of Gotham City. Do we agree with that? Ba- the the overall. Oh, do, do we need big overlying themes? Yeah. Can we just can have, we just have like, a just good cop and robber? Uh, can we just have yeah. Batman going after? Whoever do we have to have him? Do we have to bring in Raish and then it's? So you're stuck it. on Batman, but I mean, this ha- I mean, there's not there's no big world-ending mystery in Ghost Rider or. Um, yeah. Is that a good movie? The first one, first one was bad. good. Yeah, it was okay. What? The Spirit of I mean, Vengeance. I mean, Spirit of Vengeance sucked balls. But yeah, it did. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, Nick, I mean, you know, you're you're you don't go into a movie expecting you know great things out of Nick Cage anymore. But well, he's got to pay. He's got to pay the IRS. Yeah, I know, but you know, but I mean, it was it was a decent script and it was it was well directed and they they stuck pretty close to the comic, right. kind of close, right. sort of close. I mean, they, they had Enough. the same names. <laughs> there was a motorcycle involved. <laughs> it's just I don't, there's a you can't really imagine superheroes doing small things or medium sized things. You know, it, it kind of has to be, you know, like you said, saving the world is really the. I mean, what what, what else are you gonna do? Well, okay. Save the universe. I'm stuck on Batman again. Yeah. Well, th- well, that'd be more of your galactic superheroes. Well, right. I mean, it yeah. just it, it only gets bigger. You, I, I guess you could tone down the superhero, and and have him be less like Superman and more like you know what's that? Uh, oh, I can't even think of it now. The one that uh, Ryan Reynolds plays. Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool? Oh. oh my god. Deadpool is like a. He's a superhero, I know, but he's like a. He's a watered-down <laughs> version, you know. He doesn't have x-ray vision and all that stuff. He's, he's but got he's got dick jokes. Yeah, and, and you know there you go. You answered your own question. There was no, there was yeah. no world destruction or a major thing in Deadpool. That, right. Deadpool. Right. That, that, was, that was just Deadpool against a bad guy over one little thing. I mean, that was not a... I mean, it, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So let's, yeah. let's bring in... Oh, in this movie we're making here, do we want 
I guess we can't really ask. I guess I can't really ask a question if we're going to make a big connected story since <laughs> we don't we don't really know. But do in the story we're making, would we be more interested in seeing a big world-ending story or a small little little mystery little? I'd rather see a I, Constantine Cop and Robert detective story personally. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I want to see Long Halloween. I want to I, see. Yeah. I, want, I thought I thought Keanu. I don't know why they chose Keanu. I thought he did a good job. I felt like Paul Bettany at the time looked exactly like Constantine. I think Matt Ryan does an amazing job. I thought Keanu Reeves at, did an amazing job. I don't know, what, but I feel like that was a decent that was story. that was scripting I, and directing. That was I, I like the Keanu Reeves Constantine mm-hmm. movie until I saw or read anything else with Constantine in it. Right. Um, and then I really disagreed with a lot of the Constantine movie, although I still really, really enjoy watching it. It's just not quite Constantine. Yeah. Well, some of these, um, like like Constantine, I was just, just so overjoyed to have a Constantine movie after all those decades. You know, it's it's like, oh, God, we finally got it on the screen. And then I'm like, whoa, okay, dude, <laughs> you know. Um, but, but in my opinion, I think the, the villain has to line up with the hero. If we're doing a Superman-level hero... We shouldn't have a small time cop and robber. Superman versus Riddler. Um, yeah, <laughs> Superman versus Riddler. That's pretty one sided. Yeah. Um, if we're doing a street level hero like um, Lobes, Batman, I would love to see Long Halloween. I think Long Halloween could very, very well um, adapt to the screen. Well, it all um, it all falls down to the, the the classic Sherlock versus Moriarty when you're doing that stuff on that level. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. Well, no, that, can we can? Uh, this is just a question. Uh, can Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty be considered superheroes in some way? Or uh, they're uh, extraordinary human beings. So I mean, well, it depends. And, right, and right. Robert Downey Jr. is playing them, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, right, yeah, right. So I, like, I could get behind that. I could yeah, I yeah because Holmes I mean, Sherlock is—he's. He, I won't say he doesn't well, have it, it, limits, it, but I mean, it he depends has a on your power definition. that we don't have. You know, we in, in, power in, of deduction. Moriarty is, you know, the other way around. But DC, evil. DC has pretty much defined it as, as uh, extraordinary humans or metahumans. So yeah. it's, um, I would think Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty would be extraordinary humans. So therefore, superhero, supervillain. Absolutely. Yeah, I just yeah. think the uh, concept of a superhero is much more plastic than, you know, the, what we normally think of. Like is, the man on the street on the superhero. Yeah, there, with, with, think superpowers with the, the trunks. Sure. Yeah. Like, like Adam wants to right. see and and. You know, yeah, yeah. big masks he's, he's, and things like that. He's got that mankini thing in his head and he can't get out of it. I understand what was that, that movie, man. Limitless? <laughs> with, uh, Bradley Cooper? Yeah, yeah, where he's like on a brain drug or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it, I don't know. I'm just throwing it so out So you guys there. want more like a vigilante? Put what brain drug in a vigilante movie, like the actual vigilante character. I just don't think Cowboy on a Flying Motorcycle is going to take that one. You guys like Ghost Rider? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like vigilante. Plus, uh, <laughs> plus, uh, oh shit, his name left me. Uh, what's his face? Voiced him in the Justice League Unlimited. Uh, man, I'm losing my. Do you not know? I am losing names? my nerd card all over. To, uh, Firefly. Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> he voiced vigilante in Justice League. I, I, I was gonna let you hang there, but yeah, if, if you say voiceover uh, in card in, uh, in animated series, it's Nathan Fillion. Yeah, of I course. swear, <laughs> to God, I swear, I really do like. You just did Rick and Morty. I mean, he does everything. <laughs> Anyway, Tyler, what do you what do you want? Put Green Arrow in a truck with Hal Jordan just driving around the country, taking out bad guys. So I that's watch that. yeah. What, so what, what, what is I'd Green Arrow? Is Green uh, Green is Hal Jordan just there to observe? Yeah, he's just watching. Oh, okay, yeah, he's, he's just, just hanging, hanging out. out. All right, I'm gonna watch you get your ass kicked. Yeah. Just polish my ring because yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's got godlike powers too. You know, it's, 
It, now, if, yeah, if Hal left his ring at home, yeah. that would be cool. Yeah, and, and he's just like, like that would be that would be a cool series. Or his lantern yeah. is like plugged into one of those iPod yeah, cubes, and he like, leaves it over at Ferris Air, yeah. and they're like, all right, let's go on a road trip. You know, I'm gonna because he has no fear. He doesn't. He's not going to worry about taking a bullet when he doesn't have the ring that's on. True, I mean, because you know. Now, now that's one thing that really, really annoys me as a comic book reader um, about comic book movies is the constant powering up of superheroes. Yeah. Superheroes, since they started the superhero movies, all of them gotten so incredibly more powerful than they originally represented it. Uh, Iron Man's a fantastic example. Iron Man was not nearly that strong in the comic books. He was flexible. He was versatile. Um, he... You look at one thing that Iron Man does in any of the movies, and he couldn't do most of that in the comic books. Um, same thing with Captain America. I mean, Captain America is going to get more and more powerful in every movie they show him in. Yeah, what did he do in uh, Winter Soldier? He literally jumped out of an airplane, and that one guy. Well, he, he actually, he did, I think he did that. Does he do that in the comics? Yeah. Uh, he, I know he did that in Ultimates. Yeah, but yeah, but Ultimates was like basically them on steroids. But it's. Right? It, it, it was well, supposed to be a, a retelling of the the Marvel universe yeah. for people who didn't want to try and read nine hundred issues oh, of okay. you know. But then it eventually got as complicated as the original. It it did because originally when they they came out with the philosophy for Ultimates, it was when a character dies, he's dead, and they did new and fresh things, and then they broke that rule, and. Um, if you want to read good ultimate stuff, you read everything until you get to ultimatum. Yeah, and then, then <laughs> you had, stop at ultimatum. That's that's like what the blob eating the wasp and all. all that, oh no, that happens earlier on. That, <laughs> that happens in Avengers or Ultimates three, yeah. uh, okay, which okay. is absolutely awful. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, it's yeah. got about a two years. You know, uh, they they did really really well with it for about two years, and then it was just gone. Yeah, I mean when they killed Beast, like yeah. that was that was crazy, and I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Okay. And well, then he, they yeah, brought him back to life, yeah. and ruined it. So, are we settling yeah. on? So, we're going for. We're all, we all kind of agreed on a small, simple story, depending because we're going with more of a low level character for our story. Sure. Yeah, all I'm right. down for that. All right, one more question, and this is important to me because this is, I'm big on this. What are we gonna do, music wise? Do you guys like the rock and roll soundtracks? Do you like the Hans Zimmer's big... I'm John Williams all day. Do you day. like John Williams, <laughs> Danny Elfman? Or do you like the Quentin Tarantino style where it's just no. whatever rock and roll fits in, put it in? I, Guardians did great with it, but... Absolutely. You know, it's... it's but I feel like they're the, I feel like they're the only ones that did. They are the only. I think they are the only on ones movie. that did. Uh, Suicide Squad soundtrack was fantastic. Well, the soundtrack. I don't know how, how well it translated in the movie. I mean, I, the soundtrack. I mean, it's, yeah, it's great to listen to in the car. But. Well, I felt like it lined up really well. Yeah. I mean, I felt like you know the, the Suicide Squad movie soundtrack was was on point everywhere it needed to be because yeah. um, it really it grabbed me and it really made that movie for me. Um, but to me, I think it, it really depends on the type of hero. Um, the rock and roll kind of stuff works for the sillier heroes. I feel like that's why it worked for Suicide Squad and Harley Quinn and that group of misfits. It's why it worked for Guardians and it's why it worked for Deadpool. Well, one of the things that you got when, when you're talking about soundtracks too, that, that, that that's that's an addition to incidental music that's already going into the movie that somebody has composed. That you know, you, you movies are almost unwatchable without. Right, but, I'm right. Just so, saying, but I'm, okay, I guess so. They're I'm, inserting these rock and roll songs into it. I don't right. think it's necessary uh, to to have a, a hot rock and roll soundtrack. Not since '85 when MTV and everything you know. Or since Beyond Thunderdome, you, mean, like, <laughs> you talk about a score that's. I prefer scores. Like I own all I, of Hans Zimmer scores. I own I, all Christopher Nolan's movies. I own all of his. I don't own Dunkirk. I don't even know if they put one out for Dunkirk. I haven't seen it yet. But I own all of Zimmer stuff. I own the one. Yeah, Batman v Superman. I own that one. I love the Wonder Woman theme. It's uh, 
I like I like I I think superhero like I I feel like that the like I don't particularly care for the bombastic Danny Elfman stuff. I do feel like you can kind of see. He had his time, but I think it's it's done. But that's another thing. He's taking over Justice League too. Josh Whedon and Danny Elfman. They brought. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear that part. Anyway, interesting. Like, because I feel like I feel like that's very important to the movie because it it very much manipulates the audience. Because I remember watching Dark Knight Rises, and and. I was more aware of the soundtrack because I, I love soundtracks, so I kind of stick my ear to it. But then, so Selena, Selena uh, takes uh, Bruce down in the sewers or whatever, and it, the, the gate slides down, and here comes Tom Hardy's badass Bane. You know, we don't need to stand on whatever, uh, Mr. Wayne. And then the music drops out. And then the whole fight, there's no music. It's just the ambient noise. And I'm like, I don't know how to feel right now. You, you are not telling me how to feel. Like so, I I feel like, I feel like to me, having a Hans Zimmer S score is more important than like the rock. And, I, I don't know. This I, is my opinion. Yeah, I, I think you have. You, I don't think you can go start to finish in a movie with nothing but rock and roll. I don't think you can do that. I think you have to have orchestral scores. I think you have to have music of some kind. But I feel like that if it's just instrumentals that are that are you know um, you know your orchestras, I feel like that only works for more serious characters you know that fight with Batman and and Bane you know that's a very serious dour fight and they really want to emphasize that and that's why they pull the music out Um, for more fun characters I mean Guardians doesn't work with just orchestra you know, if you just have a string quartet on Deadpool, it doesn't work. Well, okay. What well, you get that first in the, the first guard. You get that 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 total um, spaceballs feel when he's when he's you know when he's Absolutely. playing the rock and roll. He's taking off with it. I mean, you gotta love that. It's so that for me that was you know. I instant that, nostalgia. You're think, I, I'm thinking Mogs and you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But if you um, you know if you put you know two bit shuffle while Bane's beating the shit out of Batman, it's not gonna fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Can, can we use Let's Creep Bop one more time in a superhero movie? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there was a good movie, on, one of my favorites, uh, is that Will Smith movie where he's fighting zombies. I Am Legend. Called? I Am Legend, yeah. That oh. had almost no, I don't think it had any music in it at all, did it? Uh, uh, very little, if any. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, yeah, I mean, movies have done, like Rear Window, I believe, doesn't have any soundtrack on it. Uh, I feel like in a zombie movie like I Am Legend, though, like, if I remember this, the movie right, they still had those kind of aleatoric build-ups to the jump scares like you do in every scary mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like they're they're necessary or else you don't get scared and that, when the zombies show up. Yeah. Well, what about but more over, of a... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, but just overall, I think like that was a really unique part of I Am Legend and it really emphasized the isolation yeah. that Will Smith's character felt. Yeah. What about... Uh, I'm a big fan of... I'm, I'm a huge David Fincher fan and I love all of the Trent Reznor... Uh, soundtracks he does you guys like more of the electronic like uh, what they what they call soundscapes rather than mm-hmm. if you it, my point I, I guess what I'm saying do you guys want the orchestral stuff do you guys like the more soundscapey stuff I think it depends, depends on how epic yeah, yeah. yeah. depends on the character totally. right well I'm an, I'm an executive producer on this movie and I say <laughs> no humor at all <laughs> no humor <laughs> you gotta have humor well, well it's gotta have some humor fine yeah, if, if we're going exceptionally humor light, then I feel like you need to find music that is humor light as well. You got to find those those cello pieces. You got to find those really deep bravado type of sound pieces to completely suck all of the humor and and laugh out of the particular scene. I mean, at that point, I feel like we're making um, 
oh, uh, where was it? Where dreams may lie. The Robin Williams. What dreams may come? Yeah, oh, what dreams may come? Yeah, right. I feel uh, like we're making that at this uh, point, but I still feel like oh, that's right. where he goes to heaven. Yeah. Did I mention that uh, movie Superman is an awesome movie? Did I mention that? Has he thrown out any other hero besides Batman? I so, I'm pretty sure that's the only movie he's seen. He has talked about nothing but Batman okay, versus look, Superman. Look, uh, I love comic books. I am more of a non Yeah, You have a dog I, named Martha. I got it. I, yeah. am more, <laughs> I, I am more of a non Keith and Cal guy. Like, I like, I'm a big Hellblazer fan. I, I like, I like, like, uh, Southern Bastards. I read that a lot. I do I'm, I'm more, more of my Cape and Cow uh, things that I like come from movies. The only really ones I read are Batman. Uh, I read Old Man Logan. I don't read much of Marvel. Uh, I like The Creep. It was a one I bought here. Mm-hmm. Bought here. Great comic book store. Uh, You've never <laughs> once said the name of the comic. Yeah, you really uh, ought to do uh, that. Under, <laughs> under Dark Comics. Uh, Located so, at... Five hundred eight South 9th in beautiful Quincy, Illinois. Thank you. I didn't you know they had to. <laughs> you'll, so, you'll find this on our Facebook page. No worries. <laughs> so, so I guess I should have said that right off the bat. I am more of a non-keeping. Like I love Jinx, aka Goldfish, Torso. Those are the more of the comics. That uh, so, so Batman. So really, the only stuff I have to draw from is Batman. No, if you want to talk about a movie that had a, a comic book movie, even that has the perfect soundtrack, Sin City. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Since yeah. they yeah. start, yeah. no argument. To finish, agree. No, perfect. Yeah, 100%. <coughs> no arguments. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so, all right. so that's our movie. We're, Sin City. We're, just, we're, just, we're that So we're doing Sin we're doing City. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, you guys are funding it, and then, uh, so okay. So basically, we we decided to go with an established character. Is that's kind of what we got a little more. We got a little more. Well, there are so many. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. I would say. Gun to head, we'd go with more of an off offshoot, like not not the typical. No, you don't want you don't want one of the top one hundred comics of this year or anything like name that. Name one right <laughs> off top of your head uh, character you'd love to see that isn't that hasn't been on screen yet. Uh, a character, or, uh, it, it, I, I mean, my my next big thing would be the Titans. I want to see Teen Titans. Aren't they making but they're TV making that. Series? Yeah, they're making yeah. TV series. Yeah, I, I, I'd rather see them. But um, well, I agree. I'm just obviously. <laughs> uh, here you go, Rocket Racer. Don't know. <laughs> you want to talk about Beetle? I know, right? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Well, I mean, mine's not much better. Well, I was going to go with it. Yeah, I was going to say New Warriors. I want to see New Warriors. New War- yeah, New Warriors would be good. But... They already made a movie. I want to see another Shadow movie. <laughs> I yeah, like the Shadow. Oh, yeah, yeah, Shadow. Or like the Spider. Does the Rocketeer, was he a comic book character? He, is he was a yeah, I want to see a Rocketeer yeah. movie. Everyone can hate on that movie. I'd love that. Oh, that, that movie was so boring. Terry O'Quinn with hair, though. Yeah, do, you think, do you think the 1940 style movies can make it because what Phantom was a flop Shadow was a flop but Captain America and Wonder Woman yeah but I mean but I mean just because they were those flops yeah, okay. the test of time yeah. Yeah. Um, I think those characters if you can grab the feel but modernize them they're perfect and I think that was the problem with Phantom is they didn't modernize it enough but they did that sci-fi well, series, and that was a huge flop. What too. about Man in the High Castle? That's really, really well done, and that takes and that's in the forties, and it's sort of superhero. It's not, you know, it's, it's extraordinary. Mm. You know, I haven't had a chance to watch it's, that. It's, yet. it's it's got a paranormal, paranormal elements. It's it's a parallel universe, and they but they can travel back and forth between both universes. That's worth oh. checking out. Cool. And yeah, it's. I'm just saying, the shadow. That's that's it. <laughs> that's it. It's your small time. Most of it's not going to be end of the world, end of the universe. Depending on which shadow you go off of, he's a regular guy. Sometimes he's got supernatural powers. 
Well, then a, a better done Green Hornet would probably be something cool too. That's oh, yeah, Green yeah. Hornet. Yeah. What do they call? What do they? What do they give? The name they give those people? The shadows, the uh, spiders. Pulp. They're pulp, 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 pulp right? But they call them something. They call them like. Uh, don't they call them something? The they call them. There's a like. Constantine was in the uh, trench. The trench coat brigade. Brigade at one point. Okay. They gave them a name too. The mask. Or not the mask. Uh, well, there is a comic, and it's called The Mask, and it's Shadow... That, okay, that, that's Green The Mask. Hornet, the Mask is what they call it. Yeah. Uh, oh, Which, okay. Do you have that comic here, by the way? I don't have to look. I'm not sure. Right. I might have uh, to look. I'll take a look. I would like to see... I'm not a big Marvel fan, but I do like... I went to a comic book convention in St. Louis, and I, and I randomly picked out a Marvel book called The Twelve. If you, these guys, they were... It was World War Two, uh, or it was World, it was World War One or World War Two. I can't remember. It was a World War Two. And some of them were superheroes. Some of them were just kind of like the Watchmen, where they were just they had like a sexual fetish for it, and they did it. And they go down, and they fight, and they get trapped in this room with this gas. But instead of killing them, it like froze them in time, and they're woke up in modern time, and they're put in this halfway house, and they be, they kind of become these oddities in like the newspapers. And the, mm-hmm. it's called it's called the Twelve. I've not checked that one out. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that one either. So okay. Me. So anyway, we're going with an established character, more of an offshoot random character uh, no origin kind of filtered in uh, costumes did we agree on we want to see more uh, actual active. costumes would be awesome uh, I'm no, down for costumes yeah. no yeah. trunks apparently I lost that argument uh, <laughs> you gotta have some similar to realism okay. peach blankets All right. I, also, <laughs> I also lost the uh, He-Man style uh, hero we're going more with the got the cracks and the flaws but can you relate to He-Man yeah, because my name's Adam. Well, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I can. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then we're going. And then we're going. So you, well, obviously, obviously, the, the, the character's name is Adam. He's got the whole Martha thing going on. Yeah. The love for Batman versus Superman. All I'm the name is, recognition yeah. is all. That's what he's all about. All I'm saying is, have you seen me and He Man in the same place at the same time? Have you seen me and Batman in the same yes, place at the same have, time? Actually. Anyway, villain. We're going more like a Lex Luthor. The hero has to earn the defeat. Okay. Plot, we want a small, smaller story. In music, depending on if it's my choice, no humor, but I think I lost that argument too. Okay. So, even in in, in Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff like that, you have to, well, I guess that's not a good example, but like Mm. Friday the 13th or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you have to have a breather. Yeah, but was there a breather in Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, not really. Not really. Uh, (laughs) Um,. Speaking of horror movies, Insidious. Uh, Love it. You want to talk about horror movies with no breather? Insidious yeah. one and two. That is that that ramps you up to eleven and just keeps you there. Yeah, agreed. <clears throat> but don't go there because that's one of my podcasts. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so that's basically that's what it takes to tell a story of a superhero movie. Uh, any recommendations on comic book movies that you think people should watch? The Rocketeer. I got nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Doctor Strange, probably. And Iron well, Man. Well, that's one. already been done. Right? Aren't those no, no, the same, that, those that the same recommendation. Well, it has magic. Oh, yeah, I like Doctor Strange. So you want you think people see Doctor Strange and sure. Iron Man? Okay. Doctor Strange 2016 or 1978? I didn't know it was a remake. I just uh, saw it. See? <laughs> it's oh, a TV movie? Pilot? It was. I know all the It was a TV movie, movie like, but it's, yeah. And there was a Reanimator, the dude who played Reanimator. Um. I don't know. Jessica Walter was the uh, the villain. No, no. There was a dude that played the the dude who played Brian Mayer. He also voiced the question. That I would love to see him in a superhero movie. There question. we go. I would watch a God. question movie. Question all day. movie. Yeah, that would be. What is his yeah. What is his name? What are you gonna do the question where like he before the Trinity of Sin, or where like you learn his backstory? No, no, no. no, 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 no I'm thinking Stranger. Well, well. 
question is part of the Trinity of Sin. Oh, it is? Okay. Um, I, I think if, to make an interesting question movie, you have to do the the Rene Montoya or the other, I don't remember the other guy's name who played question, like the guy who was just a conspiracy theorist without a yeah. face. That because that was the one that was in Justice League was a conspiracy theorist. Because that's yeah. not originally the question, right? The question was more of a news reporter that when he didn't he work for the news, they all worked. That, for that the news, sounds they right. All worked for and the, then Renee Montoya uh, became uh, the question for a while. And uh, not a news reporter, but uh, uh, worked for the paper, right? Because they all worked for the paper. Mm. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, that's how you found <laughs> out. Much. But yeah. anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the guy who voiced the question and he was a reanimator. Um, he did bat, uh, Dark Moon the company did all the puppet the evil puppet movies sure they uh, did the Full Moon Full Moon yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear to God people I like movies That's uh, <laughs> uh, they did a Doctor Strange movie but because they own the rights but then Marvel took it back so they did a movie called Count Orloff or something mm. which is basically a Doctor Strange Doctor right Strange. Anyway, okay, yes, that's that's Charles Band. Isn't, you know, so, what what comic book movie would you recommend to people? Oh, Guardians. 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 One or well, I guess you had to. See one they're both. Yeah, do 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 them both. They're mm-hmm. just they're brilliant. Uh, without a doubt, the Sin City movies. Sin yeah. City and A Dame to Kill for mm-hmm. phenomenal. All right. Absolutely phenomenal. I want. Okay, I'll recommend the. the Can't the, say Batman vs. No, that is a great movie. Uh, anyway. Wait, that wasn't your choice? No. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. We're two hours in. He's been talking this up the whole time. <laughs> but I'm going to go with something else. No, no, no. Okay, you just lost your argument right there, buddy. Anyway. He's going to pull the Wolverine out of the field. I, I want to recommend the, the, the Finnish movie, Rendell. Has anyone heard of it? It's coming out. It's coming out in September. It's a Finnish, the, the first Finnish superhero. It is not based on a comic book. It looks cool. Look it up on YouTube and uh, I picked up uh, at Walmart for like two bucks the old Batman serials the cliffhangers they had the shadow sure. and the Batman serials those are they're, they're shit but they're cool yeah. to watch uh, yeah, I've got the box the box set of the series yeah, yeah, did you, yeah. I mean they're crap but they're fun to yeah. watch right okay. alright well you want to plug your store real quick since I talked about it but I forgot to uh, yeah absolutely um, so we're recording in the middle of Underdark Comics and Games in Quincy, Illinois uh, my name is Daniel Newkirk I am the owner um, you can find us here on South 9th Street as soon as you pass State Street 508 South 9th um, we're open 12 to 7 Tuesday through Saturday 12 to 5 on Sunday um, this will be on our Facebook page um, yeah come check us out like us on Facebook like us on Facebook <laughs> anyone else? Batman v Superman was awesome